Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kavai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Hello and welcome to the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, two men who have spent the international break training hard to drop some more stinky opinions on this podcast. It's Ben Willey and Harry Martinez. To be fair, that's more than I usually do on the international break. Yeah, I think I've spent it watching any sport but football. The only thing I've seen is that uh, Maratta stinker that was possibly offside, but no one really knows. No Didn't one they knows. Rule it? They, they disallowed it for offside and then went, actually, no, it's a foul. And we're like, well, lads, you can't do that. No, that was the <laughs> other Spanish game. <laughs> oh, it they was, absolutely wasn't it? can, Bloody because the referees make up the decisions as they go along, and it just counts. Yeah. <laughs> we should do away with all of the rules entirely, and just your ref for the day decides how he wants the game to be. Prison rules! Oh, exactly. They basically do that anyway, so yeah, there you go. Let's do a segment we've not done in a while. Because when I get that feeling, I need factual healing. It's time for Fat Corner. <laughs> it's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Well, uh, this Fat Corner was uh, inspired by something completely random I saw the other day. I was uh, sitting waiting for a train at the station when one slowly rolled through, and it was called Sir Bobby Robson. What? (laughs) And I've done some research. In 2009, there was a train named after the legendary former England and Barcelona manager. So it got me thinking, what other random things are named after football players? Oh, brilliant. I've I've got you some good ones here. I'd like to start off with a few road names. Uh, In Suwon in South Korea, there is a Park Ji-sung road. Uh, In the Nigerian city of Leki. There is an Emmanuel Emanike Street. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, they, they missed a trick with the G-Sung Park one. Just get a park and call it G-Sung. Surely that's your easy option. Yeah, they have they have missed the trick there. Uh, and one more road <laughs> for you. Back in, back in 2013, the Cahill Expressway in Sydney was briefly renamed the Tim Cahill Expressway <laughs> after he oh, scored yes. the goal that got him to the 2014 World Cup. Uh, now for some more vehicles. Another Newcastle legend, Jackie Melbourne, also has a train named after him. Uh, Wolves hero Billy Wright has a tram in his honour. And the aircraft that made the first ever flyby flight from Guernsey to Southampton was named the Matt Letizia. Nope, that's fake. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that's, you've that's into this thing, would want you to think. Yeah. That's the sheep, mate. That's the sheep. <laughs> you should have done your own research, mate. Come on. Yeah, well, welcome, welcome to fake corner. Doctors can't convince me otherwise. It's, it's kind of it's bold of you to admit on the internet, though, that you've ridden Sir Bobby Rodson. That feels like quite a, a new shattering. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't get on this train. It went through the station. Oh, I see. I've not oh, ridden so... Sir Bobby Robson. Don't worry. So you just watched other, other people <laughs> ride Sir Bobby Robson. I did indeed. <laughs> I reckon lots of people have seen someone ride Bobby Robson. He's probably into it. I was a Mourinho probably dead. Maybe we forefront. should be, uh, be a bit more respectful. <laughs> What's he going to do? Email the podcast? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Somebody should. If you do want to email us, it's uh, the streets don't forget podcast at gmail.com. What a plug. What a plug. A couple more for you. Um, 
Steven Gerrard has two buildings named after him. The first one is the Stevie G Hotel in Bangkok, <laughs> Indonesia, and the right. Steven Gerrard Tower, a $225 million Dubai apartment block. Wow. <laughs> oh, that one makes sense recently, I guess. I was really yes. thinking of a job centre in Liverpool, to be honest with you. I was thinking, are either of these <laughs> going to be in Liverpool? But No, they're not. They're in Indonesia and Dubai for no apparent reason. Oh, the logical places. And now he's in Saudi. Mm. And finally, some products for you. In the Ivory Coast, you can get yourself a nice cool pint of a beer named Drogba. Uh, and a Chinese condom manufacturer once made the Becker Ham, which was a condom named after David Beckham. Right. Oh, no. This See, is the Drogba yeah, one I can get on board with. But These are the same people that made the JLS condom. I was about to say, does it have a picture <laughs> of him on it? <laughs> I actually haven't looked up the condoms, but I'll find really them. Like, I actually have some. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you only bang it in halfway. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> no, if you if you put it on, it starts bending part way down. <laughs> it's just got a natural curve to the condom. <laughs> I'm gonna send you this photo now. This is incredible. Oh no. I'd so say we put this on Twitter. If it's but... your bent penis, I don't want to see it, mate. <laughs> Apparently, they were the number one most popular condoms in China when they were released. What? The David Beckham hams? Oh, my good lord. Sorry, how many pints deep is he in that picture? I don't know. The hat is questionable, and the fact they're called Bedroom Eye. They're called Long Love. <laughs> Now with less oh, lead and toxins. Now I love that it says less, not not none, less. <laughs> uh, do you think David Beckham gave his endorsement for that, or they just took a photo of him and? Right. I, I, I don't think Beckham knows these exist. I'm going to be honest. This is going up on social because no matter what I'm looking at there, whether it's the less lead and toxins or the fact it's called Long Love, I'm really curious what he's storing under that hat. <laughs> I'm really curious. That hat is awful. Do you reckon he's tried to go with Megamind for Halloween? Under that hat are the other 13 condoms in this pack. That's where he keeps them. (laughs) Well, uh, that's all I've got for Fact Corner, but I hope you enjoyed. (laughs) I know I'm getting you for the pod secret Santa now, mate. (laughs) If you can find some of those, then fair enough. I will will happily accept them as a gift. I've left Fact Corner with more questions than answers. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel inspired a little bit. Uneasy is perfect. If you if you had to go to uh, or or use one of the modes of transport that I've just mentioned, what are you using? I'm getting on the Billy Bright tram because it just sounds a little bit similar to Billy Bearham. But if you get on the Matt Letizia plane, they'll tell you it's landing in like Dublin and it'll actually land in Dubai and you shouldn't have believed Never that. taken off. <laughs> yeah, you should never have listened to the, uh, the travel agent. You should have done your own research. If it's landing in Dubai, is Michael Owen flying it? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> oh, How have we word. not talked about that more on this podcast, honestly? I think it's something you need to experience for yourself. We can't ruin yeah. it. Yeah, we should do an episode on the many exploits of Michael Owen. We really should. God, please don't. <laughs> yeah, some of it would be the most boring episode we'd ever done, though. It'd be the most boring <laughs> and yet the most entertaining, simultaneously. <laughs> the tweets where he's tweeting about the dead animals, and honestly, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? No keeper in the world is saving that, but the keeper should do better for me. <laughs> nah, the best one is the one with the kids. We're doing the whole episode now. You know he's volleying it in the net. Going, yeah. yes. well, well done, well he's done, 13. He's 13. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that's Neville Southall saying it is still brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's There's so many little week. sound bites of his as well, where he's like, 
those types of shots are impossible to save, but the keeper's got to do better for me. Like, it's superb. What? <laughs> that's never changed. Like a Michael Owen special. Anyway, yeah, never changed. There was oh, there was obviously the international break, so we've got no weekend roundup, but we do have some winners and losers. Uh, the winner of the week is a favourite of both of you. I know this for a fact. Pascal Chimbonda. What oh, a man! I love him. What a man! But he has secured his first ever job in management with Skelmersdale United in the ninth tier of English football. And I think I speak for all of us in wishing him the best of luck in that job. Oh, 100%. I tell you what, if he's still in, if he's still in the job in the new year, should we try and go to a game? Absolutely. Yeah. Aren't they like dead last only with one point in the last like 16 games? They're screaming out for fans, mate. This is the time. This is the time. Dan, have you got his quote to hand for what he said? No, I haven't. But he said something oh. about he takes inspiration from Pep Guardiola. And that's not going to work in a ninth tier of English football. But either way, good luck. I've watched the, I've watched football for so many years. I'm inspired by Pep, Jose. They all go through the through the ranks unwilling to do the same. You're like, mate, they didn't start in the ninth tier. I tell you what, I'm going to make, I'm going to make you a promise. I am going to contact Skelmersdale United and I'm going to try and get Pascal Chimbonda on this podcast. Oh, yes. You <laughs> have my word. If you, if you end up not hearing this bit in the episode, it's because we weren't able to. So No, or... no, I will, I, will, I will do anything to get him on this podcast. I will, I will put my life on the line for Pascal Chimbonda. It's on the list of empty promises. Let's go. <laughs> 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 well, we, if we if we manage to somehow do the podcast from a Scumsdale United uh, game, I will honestly, I think that's when we've hit the big time. You also won't be saying the word Scumsdale during the podcast either. <laughs> by the sounds of it. Uh, I mean, their last game was a five nil loss to Wyden. Yeah, but that was so that maybe was they before that was before the impact of Pascal Chimbonda. Yeah. yeah, true, true. He's going to turn be Chimmy Bond. Yeah, so, mate, you're not ready you know, for Chimbond ball. Like, it's going to change the game. I might start putting the Skelmersdale United results at the end of every weekend roundup. <laughs> They're not last. They are not last. Have they been yes. Chimbonding? They are 24th. They do have a minus 29 goal difference, but that's not important. After how, how many, many games? How many teams are in the league? After 14. After 14 right, okay. games, there are 24 teams. They, in 14 games, they've conceded 45 goals. Nice. Well, Pascal as a defender should sort them out, realistically. He might as well just put himself in. They have they have a win of 13 losses. That is incredible. <laughs> Talking of losses, the loser this week for his crimes against the musical legacy of John Barnes is Alex Awobi <laughs> for the god-awful <laughs> attempt at launching a rap career. John Barnes did not spit those filthy bars on World in Motion for this. It's not good enough. He just, he looked lost. He looked scared at what was coming out of his mouth. It was like his brain was like a year behind what his mouth was saying. And it was, it was quite kind of sad to watch. He's a man who's clearly never seen the Anfield rap and the inspiration it provides. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, my name is John Barnes. The crowd goes bananas. He's a good old Arsenal football club as well. I really hope he forms a band with Ozzy Ardiles now. After all the exploits Why? we have with the Ozzy Ardiles. I'm Ardiles not sure now. he deserves another chance, to be honest. I don't think Ozzy Ardiles does either. But that, that video is particularly atrocious. It is. The worst bit about it is all the comments underneath are supporting him. I'm like, mate, come on. Like, we got... I mean, be, be supportive if he's your mate. But, like, mates should be allowed to tell each other that was a <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. Did no one sit down and go, like, Mate, really? 
it's up there with signing for Everton for me as one of the worst <laughs> ideas you've had. We're just lucky we've got no mates to tell us how f- this podcast is and we keep going. Anyway, Ben, I think you've got something for us, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of this podcast, I was going through so many older episodes and I remembered the uh, the moment when Harry revealed uh, the nickname of, was it the Eagle of the Azores? One of the players <laughs> who were putting forward. This got me thinking, because I know if there's one thing, Dan, that you and I love about the UFC, it's the nicknames mm. that the fighters have. It is. I thought you don't really see as much of that in football with the nicknames. So I did some digging to try and find some of my favourites. So I thought it's about time we make it more of a thing in football. <laughs> uh, I've got a little list of my, some of my favourites for you. So you, you remember Duncan Ferguson, big man who played for Everton? Big Dunk. Big Dunk, also known as Duncan Disorderly, which is excellent. <laughs> superb. That yeah. is superb. One you might know in Fitz Hall, obviously known as One Size, because One Size Fitz Hall. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so good. Uh, one of the game, actually, I heard during the, the Women's World Cup. Well, you know Mary Earps, the England goalkeeper? Yeah. This one might genuinely be my favourite. She's known as Mary Queen of Stops, and that is fantastic. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> that is yeah, a good one. Good. Uh, I also found Andoni Goiko Tashea, I think is how you say that, was known as the Butcher of Bilbao. Yeah. So no prices for guessing what he was good at. Cutting meat. Yeah. Uh, well, so, <laughs> Dion Dublin, the man who invented the Jew, known as the Shower Clearer. Jesus Christ. If you're wondering as to why, it's because apparently his jube was of remarkable size <laughs> and people couldn't stand to be around it. And I guess you could home, say Jubes. under Dion's hammer. Yeah. Well, one of my favourites, good old David James. Being a Calamity, Calamity James from when he was Calamity yeah. James. Yeah. What about you, boys? Have you got any favourite player nicknames you've come across? We have one in, a, in my household that is... Uh, the way that we remember Kepa Ariza Balaga's name, and he is known as Kepa A Reasonable Lager. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Good. That that nice. Good. I think I think the simplicity of Dave for Cesar Azpilicueta is top tier. <laughs> because oh, it is good. When I yeah. when I played football at youth, right, we had this guy who joined who didn't he didn't speak to anyone. So for about four weeks no one knew his name. So I said to the boys, boys, if we just call him Dave Eventually, he'll turn around and tell us what his name is, and we won't have to call him Dave anymore. For three years, we called him Dave. We still don't know his name to this day. His name is Dave. His Dave. Maybe he was called Dave, but I'm telling you, he did not look like a Dave. He did not look oh, like Oh, the other Dave. one I love. You know Roberto Baggio? Yeah. Known yeah. as the, the Divine, Divine Ponytail. Ponytail. Yeah. yeah. That's a great classic. Yeah, if, uh, if, you're, if you're listening at home and you've got any favourite player nicknames or team nicknames, something I haven't thought of, Feel free to email them in. We'll read them out on the podcast at some point. Oh yeah, team nicknames is a good one as well. I like that. It's not. It's not a team nickname. But I've been meaning to mention this on the podcast for a few weeks. Do any of you know what Young Boys' stadium is called? No, but I dread to think. You really do. It's called Wankdorf. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Young Boys. You can look this up. I promise you, it's called Wankdorf. Anyway, let's move on, because we've covered four of the five major European leagues on this podcast, so it's probably about time we put on our lederhosen, grab a stein of beer, and jig to the rhythm of the umpar band. We're off to Germany to discuss three streets won't forget stars from the Bundesliga. And would you like to start us off? Uh, Yes, I suppose I can. 
I really hope he just said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> not feeling it this week, mate. <laughs> and that was the latest so, episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the last episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. <laughs> uh, so the man I have for you is another scintillating number 10. Because oh, I yes. know we love, a, we love a, a saucy playmaker on this podcast. It's yeah. a man I know you'll all be familiar with. Yeah, synonymous with a couple of Bundesliga teams. Uh, the, the Brazilian sensation of Diego yeah I like this already I like this already so after starting his career in uh, Brazil and a brief stint in Portugal he moves to Werder Bremen and this is where his sort of mystique begins it cooks absolutely cooks unbelievable uh, his first match for Bremen was in the German equivalent of I think it's the Community Shield yeah which eventually got replaced. Uh, he comes out, they beat Bayern. And it was like, oh, here we go. His season starts well, he scores quickly. Uh, I think in that first season, he ends up becoming signing of the first half of the season or something like that. And everyone's oh. talking about his playmaking, his ability on the ball, scoring some fantastic goals. Love it. Yeah, I, I remember that season. He was next to Torsten Frings, wasn't he? Uh, another yes. favourite of this podcast. Yeah, yeah another favourite of the podcast. And that, what a midfield that is. I think they were they had a nickname, didn't they? They were two motors of Bremen's midfield, which is just oh, that's excellent. Nice. Just, kind of two players like criminally underrated, but one with a lot of quality on the ball, the other one an engine. I like that. Uh, yeah, and he, he lifted Bremen while he was there. They did quite well in Europe throughout all the time he was there, actually. Uh, I think they made a semi-final and then a final. I don't think they went on to win any of it, but still, for a club that wasn't, you know, massive at the time, still yeah, excellent performance. They were in the Champions League at some point with him scoring some goals. Uh, he was there for three years, and at the end of this Bremen spell, it's probably the most iconic moment, I'd say. So, he ends up missing the UEFA Cup final, which is a shame. They do go on to lose. But in his final match with Werder Bremen, he assists Mesa Ozil, who scored the winner against Leverkusen in the DFB Polkal. And it really is a passing of the torch moment, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah. really is. We know how good Ozil went on to be. And I think that was there. He went on to win there. That was their sixth DFB Polkal, which is obviously massive for them. And this is the moment where it all comes crumbling down. So the Diego hype at this point is massive. Everyone's talking about how good his performances have been for Bremen. And he gets that big move. He signs a five-year deal at Juventus. And everyone's like, here we go. This man's going to be absolutely huge. And it just never quite fell into place for him. I think it was a, a perfect storm of things going wrong. Like the formation didn't suit him. He fell out with a coach. And I think they, uh, he was like, pleading with them to stay or the other way around and then they decided nah he's gone so it all fell apart after I think was it one year he was at Juventus yeah he spent one year at Juventus and then back to Wolfsburg and I think that's it kind of reignited the magic of his career yeah. <laughs> he obviously had this this massive falling apart move they uh, Wolfsburg trusted him enough to spend like a club records transfer fee on him and he kind of turned it back around he had a brief loan spell out at Atletico Madrid after sort of impressing for Wolfsburg. But 
after uh, that return, he kind of started to fade off a little bit. His place in the side was lost. And he was kind of, after that, consigned to the history books. But I think in terms of him as a player, like you both know from watching him, so excited Unbelievable. to watch him. Yeah. Unbelievable. Player. The things this man could do, dribbling, passing, shooting, whatever, fantastic to watch. Yeah. I mean, he, he's also blessed with the fact that he was part of a Werder Bremen side that, like we said, had Torsten Frings. They also had like loads of other Streets Won't Forget players or FIFA icons at the time. Then went to Wolfsburg. And didn't he play with Naldo, I imagine? Uh, yeah. I think so. Another like, FIFA he, legend. That's what I mean. Like the FIFA legends or the Streets Won't Forget. And I think he was the pinnacle of that, wasn't he? That Bundesliga era of, and I think, like Dan said last week, we don't see those number 10s anymore. Like you said last week, Dan, that, that, that number yeah. 10 role's gone. And I think yeah, he was one of the last classics we saw. But the thing, the thing about him is, he's not like the classic Brazilian who's just full of tricks, will get you off your seat, but isn't very productive. Like If you look at his goal-scoring record for Bremen and Wolfsburg, that's, for a midfielder, that's really good. 54 goals in 132 games of Werder Bremen for midfield. That's outrageous oh, yeah. numbers. Like some yeah. of the some of the awards he got for it, like he was Bundesliga top assister, Europa League top assister, smattering a team of the season, player of the season. Like at Atletico, he won the league and the Europa League. I think runner up in the Champions League as well in that game they played against Madrid. Yeah, yeah. So his his career's got that kind of glittering edge to it as well. Like he was successful in most of the places he went. Obviously not at Juventus. I think he's I think of... he's one of those that we talked about before. Where we've said, like, you know, they got the big move and they it didn't work out for them, and that's mm. why the streets won't forget. I think he falls in that category because he went to Atletico Madrid as well, didn't he? Oh, he did. And as we just said, like, he was massive while he was there, like, one league and Europa League. So, do you remember that goal he scored to win in the league against Barcelona? Yes. Yeah, oh, I remember. Smashes, that. It was a, smashes it, it in from like 35 it? yards. Yeah, it's an outrageous goal. Oh, that's an ambitious effort! Oh, what a sensational hit that is! Wow, what a goal! That's something out of the top drawer. Really sensational from Diego. What a fabulous, unbelievable player! I think, yeah, like you said, the fact he never succeeded at the very top level adds to that mystique of him being streets won't forget. Like we say about many players we bring onto this podcast, the fact that he got the move and didn't succeed almost adds to the fact that we love him more. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's that thing of he got the big move. And I suppose there's an element of it's not really, I wouldn't say it's not his fault, because obviously as a player, you have some of the responsibility. But it seemed like the, everything that could have been stacked against him at Juve was. And it's such a shame, because I think he's one of those what-if players, because how good he was at Werder Bremen. He could have been like the Brazilian midfielder we were talking about from this era. And instead, we end up talking about him as someone that we've unfortunately forgotten about in the modern day. To be fair, I think that rejuvenation at Wolfsburg is also critical to, to what we think of him, because he was so good when he came back to Wolfsburg. And then I think he had those, those moments at Atletico as well that made you kind of go, yeah, what a player. What a player. Like you said earlier, what an exciting man to watch play football. He is what this is all about, this podcast, really, oh, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because there were also that moment of... Talent. He only retired, what, last year, November, I think. 
and you'd see him like his name would crop up in all of the the transfer stuff that was going on. You'd be like, God, do you remember Diego? Do you remember yeah. how good he was in yeah. X year? I think I remember it a couple of years ago when he moved to Flamengo, and I was like, God, I forgot all about him. Exactly, you forgot about him while he was still playing. Have you seen the goal he scored from inside his own half as well? Oh, I mean, it's sensational against Arkan. He's like well inside his own half as well. Played with a lot of streets won't forget players as well. Oh yeah, and still remained at the top of that list. Yeah, and you you mentioned that he obviously in his last game for Bremen assisted Meza Özil. He also played alongside Kevin De Bruyne at Wolfsburg as well. So he's clearly inspired some uh, some wonderful playmakers. Yeah, and if you uh, if you're in any doubt as to his ability, he was typically with a midfielder in the. 2010s linked with a move to Arsenal. So, what more of an endorsement could you possibly? Do? Oh, I, I would have, I would have taken him easy. Oh, 100. I'd have driven him to the Emirates what myself. Mate. He was yeah. Özil before Özil, wasn't he at the time? Oh, he was. No, but I don't, I don't think they're the same kind of player. I think there's, I don't there's know, levels. like there's, there's not, well, there's not like I don't think Diego really had that kind of elegance that Özil had. I think there was more kind of power and drive to what he did, but. The the quality he had was just unbelievable. Yeah, hey, you're talking about Ozil, flair as well. Any pass you want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, Harry, who have you got for us? Oh, sorry, have you got more, Ben? No, I was going to say, but I think he's still very much deserving of a place on our list. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see when we come to the voting. We'll see who else we've got. Harry, who have you got for us? Well, I think it links in quite nicely. Like I said earlier, he played with some streets won't forget players, Diego. And I think the man he played alongside that I've brought here today is quintessential to what we talk about on this podcast. Great for a very short period of time, but almost unplayable for that period of time. Got that kind of, you know, flair about him. And also Brazilian. And I think we love a Brazilian Streets Won't Forget player. And I've gone for Graffiti. Um, Oh, I think it's a big shout. I think it's a big shout, this. I, do you know what? I'm surprised we haven't mentioned him on this podcast before, for whatever reason. Because that era between 2007 and 2011 at Wolfsburg is unbelievable. So, as we all know, on this podcast, we're all big supporters of Ed and Dzeko, yes? Yes. So, he, he played alongside Ed and Dzeko. That's why we didn't Wolfsburg. vote him in in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's not voting. See, he came up when I was talking about Dzeko in episode one. So, this is like a little throwback. This. Yeah, it is. Go listen to that episode if you haven't already, by the way. He was managed by none other than Felix McGarth, um, which... Thank the gaff out of Fulham, yep. <laughs> yeah, it should be an absolute stinker, to be honest with you. But with Ed and Dzeko... They created, at the time, the most prolific strike partnership in Bundesliga history, totaling 54 goals, topping the achievements of Gerd Müller. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? They scored, uh, he scored 28 goals in 25 matches and finished the league's top striker, and Edin Dzeko got 26. So, between the two of them, you couldn't believe Like. Only, but not only that is, in that season. He's only played 25 league games as well. And he scored 28 goals. Yeah, he's been played in every game. He's finishing on like what 37, 38, maybe 40. Like he was just going he's off. getting 40 for sure. He's getting 40, yeah, 42 on those current track, maybe more. It's unbelievable. And not only that, but I don't know if either of you remember the goal he scored 
against, against Bayern Munich Bayern. when they won five. Oh my god! Yeah, when he goes past seven, like I think it's about seven players, and then finishes. Isn't it like a back heel? He back heels it, but he's not. It's not like close to the goal either. He's probably like a good 12, 11, 12 yards out. It's unbelievable. Um, it got it voted. It got voted goal of the year. Uh, I'm not surprised. They then announced the uh, the FIFA Pushkas Award, uh, which it finished third, which I think is a bit of a disgrace. If you actually go and watch this goal, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What he does. But I think, when, in true FIFA fashion, they just awarded it to Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> Grafic, still Grafic, tight knots in the complete defence. Brilliant stuff! Oh, it's got in for the goal of the season. What a goal! I'm going to do a Brazilian one here now. Goal! You know, Wait, in 107 top-flight German games, he scored 59 times, which for a player that never got that big move. That if you look, I'll go through his career afterwards. That is an unbelievable goal scoring record. You know, that's a you goal. You don't need what? to bother going through his career because there's f- all else to talk about. Literally, he's it's, just, it's this. It's Wolfsburg, and that's it. Yeah, like, it's, the man turned up, banged it for four years at Wolfsburg, and thought, "That's it." I'm and then disappeared. Like, he walked he, off he, into the. I mean, Saudi to be fair, his record at the next clubs bang. So he bangs about Brazil for you know. Years, yonks, moves to France, does okay, gets to move to Wolfsburg and shines. Then, after four years, thinks, you know what, I've done it. I've top Bundesliga goal scorer, you know, done what I can. I'm off to get a bit of money at Al Ali before it was cool, by the way. Ends up scoring 63 and 79 there. And you think, okay, he's still a good player, but, you know, his dedication to the cause is gone. And I think that's what makes him Streets Won't Forget, is he's got four years at Wolfsburg, the rest of career does not matter. Does not matter. And I think, I just, I loved watching him play. Because it's a similar, it's a similar feeling to where we, uh, we, I was talking about um, Julio Baptista. You didn't know what he was going to do with the ball. Do you know what I mean? You had no idea what they were going to do with the ball. And I think that that joy of like he could sky this forty yards over or dribble past about eight and bang it. You know what I mean? I think the other thing about him is that I think adds to his kind of mythic status is that before Wolfsburg, you probably never would have heard of him. And then he rocks up at Wolfsburg, does what he does, and then just disappears afterwards. Yeah, it's it's oh, like he he just comes out of nowhere. And I it's, think that it's makes that whole, it so that... much more special. It's that whole thing with like Giovanni, where he appeared from nowhere and then disappeared off the face of the earth after a spell at Hull. It's the same thing here. Appeared from nowhere, four years with Wolfsburg, disappeared off the face of the earth. And on yeah. top of that, he only got four caps for Brazil, which I find quite strange. I think he's in that unfortunate category of Brazilians in the, the noughties, I guess early 2000s. Mm. They yeah. had so much depth in talent. Yeah, because you have people like Diego didn't really play much as well, at least at the early part of his career. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's just they had so many options at every forward-thinking position. I also think you can have he, some quality missing out. He's been undone, and it's a bit of an unjust decision there because what was it? Twenty ten, where they had Fred up top, because <laughs> this, this man was banging him. Fred was twenty fourteen. Either way, mate, around that time, they were crying out for a striker and this man is banging him in and not getting the call up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But it is interesting to see how like his career went one way, and then Edin Dzeko, obviously his strike partner at Wolfsburg, went like completely the opposite direction. He's yeah, I guess still player now has played for like top clubs for the past what decade. Oh yeah, and I the guess the thing is, with... nothing became of him. With Graffiti, I guess at the time he would, yeah, he would have been about twenty nine. Because he went to Wolfsburg, now, really? like currently forty four. So, oh, okay. So he would have been he would have been a lot older than what Jekka was, and I think that's the thing is you're buying okay, Jekka, you're that, getting that now makes a bit more sense, yeah. Okay, but it's still interesting to see the fact the man scored 28 goals, finished Bundesliga top goal scoring. Bayern didn't go and sign him. You know, it seems like a Bayern transfer waiting to happen. Just go and sign whoever yeah. is the best player outside of your team in the German Bundesliga. That that 0809 season is one of the greatest individual seasons ever like it's oh, yeah. just ridiculous 28 in 25 that is stupid it's and nuts. 35 in 31 in all competitions as well like, outrageous come on. outrageous it just yeah like i said the man had the flair the man had the good goals and he had that spell of four years where he was you know that season especially where he's unplayable he scored, you know, he's he's the sixth he was he was the sixth player to score a hat trick on his Champions League debut. You're not a bad player if you score a Champions League hat trick on your debut. That's definitely you know? gonna be the quiz later. Remember that one, Ben. He scored that hat trick against CSKA Moscow, who themselves had Wagner Love up top, who is another oh, Brazilian yes. street from Forget oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The two of them together, <laughs> Graffiti and Wagner Love. The name as well, Graffiti. Do, do you know, the the funny thing is, Graffiti was his, is what we know him by, but I think his actual name is just as good. His first name is Edinaldo. Why would you not why, take why that? Is he not, why is he not going by Edinaldo? Why would you not Come take on. that? Edinaldo Batista Lebano. To be fair, the, the Brazilians always have great names. They have to have a, a nickname because it would take you half a year to get through it as the commentator. <laughs> but they all do. I love it. They're like, I don't care. Like Your like reception year at school must be a nightmare. <laughs> Trying to learn how to write your name. It takes you half the year to do it once. Yeah, Either but way, they pull I mean... like, oh, I'm, I'm now Fred or Joe or Bernard out their ass. Like, where, where have you got that from? <laughs> you have one or two options, don't you? You can either take one of the Elio names, yeah, or like the EO names, or you've got to go Elbows. British bricklayer from the 1950s. Yeah, or you've watched those like are the only two choices. You've watched the Flintstones and picked the name from there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't believe the Brazilian sensation Barney. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Rubble well, to you. Moving on to my player, he is uh, inextricably linked with Graffiti. Um, he was a teammate with him at Wolfsburg in that 08-09 season. And with they Diego won the then, Bundesliga. <laughs> when, no, Diego, no, you see, you, this is why I might not vote for Graffiti, because you messed up your argument at the start. They've never played together. They mm. must have. No, he was a Werder Bremen while Graffiti was at Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg was afterwards for Diego. Oh, 2010 to 2014, and Graffiti was at Wolfsburg until 2011. Yeah, but okay. well, they might fair have enough. had that 2010 season together, to be fair. All right, fair enough. Well, my player had a massive impact on that season, 08-09, when they won the Bundesliga. And he became one of the best playmakers in the world, and then never did anything else with his career. But for that one season, he could not be stopped. And that is Zvedan Misimovic. Mm. Flawless yeah. pronunciation, by the way. Thank you. Stay with confidence. 
So Edin Dzeko and Graffiti often get most, if not all, the credit for Wolfsburg's title victory that season. And probably rightly so. They did score, what was it, 54 goals, 52 goals? Yeah. Yeah, 50, 54, yeah. But Misimovic deserves credit as well for providing the supply line that got them all those goals. So in 45 games in all competitions that season, he got 11 goals and 27 assists. Oh, wow. Yes. That is unbelievable. In, in the Bundesliga, he played 33 games, got seven goals and 20 assists, and that set the record for the most assists in a Bundesliga season. And the record has been broken now only by one man, and that was none other than Kevin De Bruyne, who also did it for Wolfsburg in 2014-15. Yeah, exactly. Who? Nobody knows him. <laughs> like, he got 21 unbelievable. assists. 20 assists. Yeah, yeah. And the, the thing about watching him is, and I, the, the name has stuck in my head for all these years, because I watched him on, do you remember Satanta Sports back in the day? Yeah. Like the predecessor of yeah. BT Sport what or whatever. What a throwback yeah. that is. Yeah. They had the Bundesliga on there, and I remember watching it as a kid, and I, I couldn't understand this Masimovic guy, because he'd do incredible things. But he looked like he should be working in a Sainsbury's, not balling out in the Bundesliga. Like, yeah. he was a bit chubby, wasn't quick at all. Looked like he was waddling, not running half the time. But in the final third, he just came alive. I always thought he looked a little bit like a fat Pjanic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can see it, yeah. He kind of had the best qualities of Pjanic, but in, an, in someone who couldn't be bothered to work for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like... He wouldn't do any running, but like the delicate passes he played through for Jeko and Graffite and the set pieces as well. Like he could whip in a set piece. I think yeah. at least seven or eight of those 20 assists were from corners or free kicks, like him putting the ball in the box. And yeah. as we've already said on this podcast, not running is by no means a barrier to entry, staring directly at Dimitar Berbatov. Dimitar Berbatov. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing, the other thing about him is when we've mentioned it a few times when we've been trying to define what is a streaks won't forget player, is that for this one season he was unplayable, that couldn't be stopped, and then never really did anything else. Like before he was at Wolfsburg, he played three games for Bayern Munich over two seasons, played for Bochum in the Bundesliga two, and then the two seasons in the Bundesliga did all right there, but you know. It's not a massive club where he's going to be winning trophies and achieving mm-hmm. big things. Did okay for Nuremberg, and then obviously went to Wolfsburg and had the season he had. And then he goes to Galatasaray, plays nine games, then goes to Russia, does all right, and then finishes his career in China. And even gets relegated while he's in China. Like This one season, he just becomes the greatest playmaker in the world and then does nothing else. It's bizarre. I, I remember... He got a call up for Bosnia and Herzegovina without pl- being at a club. Didn't he get a call up in like 2018 and he'd been without a club for about two years? Yeah, he played a single game in 2018. Uh, Bosnia. And there you like the man obviously had quality. If you're looking at people who haven't got clubs, haven't played in two years and going, do you know what? He's he still he played starting. played in me. two years and still going to <laughs> Still starting. Oh, you know what? If, you want a, if you want to be, you want a relatable moment reading about his international career. So he played for another unusual national team in Yugoslavia. Did he? But when he turned up for their under-21 yeah, under team, <laughs> apparently the head coach dropped him, telling him that he, he was overweight and slow. <laughs> well, not a lot of look. I did say he looked a bit chubby and didn't do much running, so there you go. <laughs> you know what? I'm really intrigued. 
I'm really intrigued. I'm going to try and pull up a FIFA card and see what his pace was. What his pace was like? Surely it's in the forties. Right. Okay. It's going to be like fifty-four, something like that. Surely. Go on, carry on. I'll find it for us. I mean, there's, there's not really much else to say about him other than that one season. It was just superb. You know what else we love is a player who has a, a little tiff with their manager. Because at Dynamo Moscow, he had, he had a disagreement with a lesser-known player named Georgie Haji. Never heard of yeah. him. Who? <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what a player. Another mediocre bloke there. But he branded him a liar, apparently. I've got his pace. Yeah, fair enough. So, put it okay. this way. His inform card had 65 pace. <laughs> Rapid. Right. <laughs> At the time when he was at Wolfsburg, his pace was 70, but that, that dropped when he got to, uh, to Russia down to 61. And I think that's generous for the man. I genuinely think 60, yeah, 61 is still generous. That's if you generous go and watch highlights of him, it genuinely can't run to save to be his fair, life. I don't think I ever saw him no. run at full pelt. Yeah, I think what you saw was him running at full pelt. I don't think it got any quicker than that. <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> like running that is it. He's just one of those players that looks like they're running with a parachute on. We yeah, see it a lot in yeah. the lower leagues of English football. Jogging right through, like, custard, you know, just full-on slogging his way through the pitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, as we said, though, he does just have everything you want for the streets, won't forget. A single season of brilliance, argues with a manager, doesn't do any running. What more could you want? Yeah, I think this is a tough three, because Diego is obviously the pinnacle of Bundesliga streets won't forget players for me. Like Ooh. even he's got he's got FIFA energy as well. Do you know what I mean? That that he adds mm. to it. You've got Graffiti, who's arguably got one of the best one season wonders you'll ever see, and then you've got Masimovic, who's equally got it from an assist side and doesn't run. So you've got three who by themselves are all streets from forgetting their own right, and we've got to pick one. Thanks, mates. Cheers. <laughs> the streets won't forget podcast where running doesn't happen. <laughs> we're gonna have like the lowest combined distance covered of a starting eleven ever put out. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> they should you know Fulham what? should have signed Misimovic and stuck him up top with Berbatov. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> you are the best player we've got in the Streets Won't Forget pod- podcast Hall of Fame. Still doesn't run, and that's Lionel Messi. Like the man's never run. <laughs> so if that's the best we've got to offer. As we always say, because we have to make this clear to make sure our reputation stays intact, what limited reputation we have. He's in there for thousand reasons, not for football. We understand he's probably a little bit too good. He's yeah. in there to get perpetually two-footed by Emmanuel Abue, just so he can know what it feels like. Well, let's go on to the voting, because this is going to be, I think, a this tough one tough. that might take us a little bit of time. This is tough. Who's going well, I'm going to go first. Do you know what? Oh. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'm torn between Diego and Graffiti. Are you? I love Diego. I've, I've I've always had a soft spot for Diego. Like like Omar and Raquel May. I've mentioned that on this podcast many a time before. He's in that same bracket for me. Yeah. But that Glorious single season from Graffiti, it like cannot be ignored. It it the like the reasons we gave for Papis Cisse are outdone by what we've just gone through with graffiti do you know what i mean you see i've got a caveat for graffiti okay because we talked about this incredible season when we were talking about edin Dzeko. and graffiti had an incredible season but it feels like a slight to put him in for it and not put Dzeko in got more goals than Dzeko. 
and disappeared yeah. off the face of the earth. He did it as this incredible strike partnership, but ignoring him feels unjust. Oh, well, we can come back to Dzeko. Maybe we'll we'll do a Bosnia episode and we'll bring up Masimovic again. To be fair, Bosnia have got a lot of street to forget players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is We true. have to put a Bosnia in at some point or else we are going to get angry abuse on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, our, our turning down of Edin Dzeko for a place in the Hall of Fame did not go down very well with uh, some Bosnian football fans on, on Twitter, but... Hopefully they won't come for us again when we don't vote in Misimovic. But I am going to go for my heart over my head, and I'm going to go for Diego. Yeah. I just love him too much to, to, to not vote for him. But Graffiti runs in very, very close, I have to say. Oh, I'm torn with all three, to be honest with you. There isn't a bad choice on this list, you know. I think... We're done well again. <laughs> We're not voting I... in all three before one of you suggests it. We're not doing this again. <laughs> I think I have to be smart here and move the fact that I've put forward graffiti, right? And I know that season is unbelievable and he disappears off the face of the earth. But I think when we originally said, let's do Bundesliga, the first player that popped in my head is Diego. So I am also going to vote for Diego. Ben, your vote is irrelevant, but who would you like to vote for? You've kind of taken all the pressure off my shoulders now. Uh, I think... With it as well, like you look at their individual seasons, and Misimovic and Grafites were incredible. I think the like the personal attachment that I have for Diego probably just overrides it a bit. In yeah. terms of individual performances, he's probably I don't think a single season quite matched one of the other two. But I just I love him more. Yeah, he was great to watch. He was. I think- He's also streets won't forget at two separate Bundesliga clubs. And arguably yeah. at Atletico Madrid. So. Arguably. He had streets won't forget moments at Atletico, but I think the two, yeah. Werder Bremen and Wolfsburg, I think both of those clubs would both regard him highly as one of it's the... It's the Werder Bremen Atletico. one for me. That spell is outrageous. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I think if I left this episode not having put Diego in the Hall of Fame, I'd feel like I'd let him down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll come back to the Bundesliga, or maybe even talk about Graffiti in another episode on Brazilian streets. Don't forget players. But I think he, if we he, ever did, like, he's close. Forget season. close. Yeah, right, like, one season wonders. Yeah. He's got to be up there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Diego, the newest member of the Streets Won't Forget Hall of Fame, joining some illustrious names like Emmanuel Abue and Papis Cisse. Congratulations, yeah. there. We, we will um, and the very soon soundtrack. We will very soon put together some kind of actual visual representation of the Hall of Fame for you to go and look at, because I'm not going to lie, I'm forgetting everybody in there as well. So we need to do it for <laughs> us as well as the listeners. Hence why just every episode I say alongside Papa Cisse and Emmanuel Abue, because they're the names I remember. Yeah, but I'll anyway. tell you what, boys. Next week, we put forward three dusty ballers so we don't have to make a difficult choice. <laughs> now, this is what it's all about, mate. Graham Sooner is getting a shout finally. <laughs> well, speaking of controversial choices, uh, we're handing over the quiz to Harry for what reason, Dan? Yeah, this could go horrifically. I usually do we'll, a good we'll quiz. See. I'm just not very you do good at answering oh, no, them. You, you do, yeah. I'm just not very good at I'm answering sure, them. Sure oh, we were talking about this it. before you got here. We were like, there's one thing we can actually rely on you to do. It's put forward a good quiz. This one, this one's. I've I've scratched my brain for creativity, and this is the best I've come up with. So let's hope it's good. 
If this is the Intertoto Cup, I'm on my way to Wales right now. <laughs> Lock your doors. Don't worry about it. I've already got the car keys in hand. Um, <laughs> so this is actually going to be a twist on a classic. Um, so obviously you all know starting 11. I have gone for forgotten 11. So in this, I'm going to give you an international answers side. Only. <laughs> I'm giving you an international side. You have to tell me. We'll go through it, right? Starting with a keeper, four-four-two formation. You have to give me a player each. You'll take it in turns, and you've got to try and name a player who's got the lowest caps, right? And you'll total up at the end. Whoever's got the lowest caps wins. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. I <laughs> so like for this. example, this for example, if I said France, uh, so Woolly would say like to start with Larice, and then Dan would say Mandanda. Dan would be ahead because Mandanda's got less caps. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, right. I hope we've got. I hope okay. France is the national team. <laughs> the national team. I've, I've, I've tried to be kind because I think this is going to be quite tough. I've given you England. All right. Oh, all right. Okay. 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 So yeah, I think to start, I think because Daniel usually is the one presenting the quiz, I think it's only right that Woolly goes first. Wait. Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. Woody, you'll go first for goalkeeper. Daniel, go first for the right back, and we'll swap each time to make okay, it fair. Cool. Okay, right. Okay. So, Woolly, can I have a goalkeeper with a, a minuscule amount of caps for England, please? Now, you could play safe because if they haven't got a cap, wrong answer. Although they need to have gotten a cap. They need to have gotten a cap. Yeah. I see. This is the risky business, isn't it? You see, like you can play it safe and go with someone who's got a small right. amount of caps or play. I've it got with... one. Okay, give it to me. I'm gonna say Jack Butland. Okay, I like that. Oh, that's a great shout. That's a great shout. That's um, a great shout. I I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for a risky one because I think Jack oh. Butland's gonna be really low, so I may as well risk it. Tim Flowers. Ooh. Ooh. So, Wooly, your answer, Jack Butland. Right. I think was a good answer. He's got nine. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. I thought Tim about Flowers. Three. Tim Flowers has eleven. <laughs> it's tight already. If I'd, have, if I'd have said Ian Walker or Nigel Martin, would that have uh, secured me the point? Ian Walker would have. He's also. He's got four. He's got four. Oh, no, no. Oh, man. Either way, Daniel, can I have... Do you want to do right back and left back or just full backs? I think just full backs because yeah, some of the names just, in my head, I'm not sure whether when, they when were we right or When we get to the four back. in midfield, when we get to the four in midfield, I'm accepting any midfielder. It doesn't have to All be right. a left mid, right mid. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. So, Dan, can I have a full back, please? You can. You can have Warren Barton. Oh... Mate, where's he whipping these out from? <laughs> I can tell you where I'm whipping this out from because a couple of weeks ago, and obviously I did not know this quiz was coming, I watched an old TV show called England's Worst Ever Football Team. Okay. And this is genuinely coincidence because obviously I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> You're in trouble. Yeah, there's, there, there's no shousery going on here, but what the f*** is that timing? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say though, Willie, you are in a two-cap lead here, so there is a bit of, oh, we bit of total caps. Not... Oh, okay. Are we doing total, total caps? Yeah, not there by the position. Position. No, total caps. Okay. See, I've that's what one... I mean. You can go smart here because if he gets one wrong, he, he's lost a life there. And I'll give him. I'll give him fifty caps. Okay. Now, I'm almost certain 
he played fullback or wingback actually when he was called up. And I, okay. I swear I remember him getting a call up. I'm going to say the bird catcher. Oh, Ainsley Maitland Niles. Or Maitland Miles, if you prefer getting it wrong. That is an unbelievable shout from you, by the way. That is incredible. And you accepted that as a fullback? Playing it close to home. Oh, he's a yeah, wingback. Like, as, as much as Ainsley Maitland Niles doesn't want to be a fullback, he's absolutely a fullback. <laughs> okay. Because he could technically be an answer for like centre mid, right wing, right wing you know back, what? right back. I'm just going to keep saying Ainsley Maitland Niles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume once we've said an answer, it's done. Like, we yeah, can't say yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. This is this has got interesting because that two cap lead that Woolly had has whittled down to nothing. It he's got five caps. Yes. Oh, oh. it's still a good answer. Keeps you in it though. Keeps you Warren in Barton's it. got three then. <laughs> right, Woolly, I'll go to you for your first centre back, please, mate. I've actually got a current player. Are we allowing that? I'm allowed. Yeah, any anyone okay. who's got a cap, mate. Because I'm almost certain. That Fakayo Tomori has like three. Yep, I would imagine. I I haven't seen the cap, but I would also like to like to say uh, that he probably doesn't play as often as he should. Oh, Dan, do you reckon that's oh. a good answer? I think that is a good answer. He's got four. It's a very good answer. Oh, very good answer. That I like that. Got to get somebody less than four. Last you would have had three as well. How shocking is that? Oh wait! Oh my God! Ryan Go Shawcross. On. Oh. Sure, he only got one cap for England, though. Well, we'll find out, won't we? We will find out. If, if Ryan he's Shawcross got has more caps than Fakaro Tamori, I'm going to lose my mind. Ryan Shawcross. Has the one cap. It's very well played, oh, Daniel. Very well on. played. Come Tamori on. was a great answer. Yeah, that was a good answer, to be fair. <laughs> oh. Right. Uh, Daniel, I'll have another centre-back, please. Okay. I'm also going to go for a current one. And I'm going to go for Mark Gay. Oh. See, I think Mark Gay's got more than Tamori. I but can't be many more. It can't be many more. It's definitely less than ten, surely. He has six. Ooh, the window's right. open. Another centre back, please, Willie. <laughs> you know, when you just start thinking about random twenty ten players, <laughs> when we were just calling up any old geezer. You've got to think of teams that finished oh, high God. one season and had an English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, surely, surely, Michael Dawson. Ooh. I, he, I think he's going to have a fair amount of caps, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I think he's going to be double figures. See, the other thing you could do is go for someone who's very good but is always injured, like Ledley King. Ledley King, yeah, but, yeah, but I think he's still going to have a decent amount, Ledley King. Michael Dawson has four. That's a really good answer. I was yes, really yes, expecting yes. above ten. Well done. Well done. So he's pulled, he's pulled a point back. What did Gay have five? He had six. Oh, okay. Also, I've got, have I got my two cap advantage again? No, Dan's got a one cap advantage. Oh, I see. Because I, right. I did do him a sure cross. Oh, yeah. Right. Daniel, can I have a fullback, please? Yeah, I'm going to do him in with another single capper as well. And I know this for a fact. Keith Curl. Keith Curl? Yeah. 
I'm sure I'm sure we've mentioned Keith Carl on the podcast before for that quote about his wife. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The one where he said I'm going to like yeah. he wants the hat trick, doesn't he? He's actually got three. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's still a very good answer. Oh, I'm going to do him with a one capper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, get less than three, you dosser. Shut your mouth. To be fair, I still don't reckon I've got anything with less than three. But I'm going to take a punt with another current player. Go on. Who I know just never gets called up. And I'd say we technically now class him as a fullback. Okay. Because I'm going to say Ben White. I'll allow Ben White. You happy with surely, Ben White, Daniel? Surely. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a defender. We, we said any kind of defender, so it's fine. He's got four. Whoa! Yes! Come That's on! That's a good answer, though. He's ke- you've kept yourself in it, though. You've kept yourself in it. Right. All right. Who went first then? Was that, was, that was Daniel, right. So, Woolly, yeah, can I have yeah. the first of your four midfielders? Yeah, I've been sitting on this name for about this three minutes. This gets a bit minutes. easier. Yeah, this gets a bit easier. <laughs> I'm going to say Tom Huddleston. Oh, the great shout. It is a great he, shout. He, he came into my head with the Michael Dawson answer. Currently at Manchester United. He oh, also no, he had four caps. How are you calling up Tom Huddleston, man? Incredibly, Willie, the last four answers have all been four caps. Ike, mate, I'm packing these in. You're, you're steady. Yeah, they've all been you're four steady. answers, and that's come up with three and one. So it's good. <laughs> but... <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to Daniel. First of your four midfielders Lee Bowyer. Mm. Do you know what? This was one of mine. This was one of mine. He must have played like once or twice for England. He's got one. It's a great oh, shout. No. Come it's on. a great shout. Come He's on. packed you in with a one-capper. He has. He has. <laughs> yeah, hold that one, mate, you loser. <laughs> hold oh. that one, yeah. <laughs> Wally, it's not you. Daniel, the second of your uh, former <laughs> I mean, I can go if you want. Um... When we get through Leon... the midfielders... Go on. Leon Osman. You know what, I was about to say, if we get through the four midfielders and you haven't said his name, I'm going to say someone, and it was Leon Osman, because I'm fairly certain he's got one. I remember he's been called up once. Leon Osman has two. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Go on, find me one kappa, Ben. (laughs) Go on, whip out Mm. a one kappa now, please. Annoyingly, the guy I was going to say, I'm almost certain would have been called up more than once. But did he play? John Joe Shelby. Oh, he's got way more than two. I reckon he's got more than two. I don't. I don't think he has. I know. No, I'm thinking like what ten. But how is John Joe Shelby going to have double-digit caps? I don't want to live in a world where that's true. He's got six. Oh, it's a good shout, though. Ah. It's a really good shout. Uh, Wooly, I will have the third of your midfielders, please. Jake Livermore. See, I I was going to say Jake Livermore, but I think yeah, he's got a he lot. He was one of the names in my head, but I think he yeah. may have more than you think. Yeah, we're going through an iconic Hull team right now. You. 
<laughs> he's actually got less than I thought. He's got seven. Did he actually? Okay. Yeah, he's got seven. I mean, that's beat. God knows, God knows how, yeah. That's seven more than he should have had, but... <laughs> Daniel. You said you think that's beatable. I know for a fact the player I've got that I'm going to name right now is beatable. It will beat Jake Livermore because I read a story the other day. He's currently trying to get his only two England caps expunged from the record because he hated playing for England that much. And that is Alan Hudson. He has got two. Yes! Come on. Read the news, kids. Stay informed. <laughs> Daniel, the fourth and final midfielder, please. Oh, Nigel Rio Coca. Oh, love oh. it, Nigel Rio Coca. He's not get a cap for England. Nigel Rio Coca has none. Oh, yes. What shall I give him, Wally? What's an, what's an acceptable... Uh, I, I don't trust myself to give an impartial choice. You said you said 50 before the quiz started. Right. Daniel, I'm going to give you 13 for that. Oh, God! Because that, I imagine you're 13 ahead. Because that brings you level with Wally. Yeah, that, that brings you level. Okay. So you've lost your lead. Do you want me to just give an answer so that I don't gain the points and then we'll go with it all square? All right. Sure. Yeah, sure. If you give me one of a good guy who has played for England. Yes. <laughs> all right. So go ahead. His, his condoms are looking at you right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and I'm not going to get any points like we'll go, lost we'll go, for it. It's got to be under 11 caps. Ooh. 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 Okay. 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 Actually, no, we'll go under 13, because if he's getting 13 caps deducted, you've got to go under that limit. Okay, fair I'm going to go modern again, because okay. I'm just, that's where I'm sticking. I'm going to say James Madison. Oh. He doesn't he's like... got under... You reckon he's got under, under 13? 13 absolutely. He's got five. He's got it? five. He's got oh five. God. Mate, the man oh doesn't play. God. He's like James Ward Browse. He never gets a call. Livermore got more England caps than James Madison. Baker Livermore. That's midfielders done. Daniel, you gained 13 on that last one. Wooly, you gained none. Cool. So now it's all square. Going into the final two strikers. Do you know what? I've got a little. I've got. If we're tied at the end, I've got something to, to split it as well. Right, Wooly, the first striker is on you, mate. Yeah, and he, I reckon he's a beatable answer, but I feel like I have to say it. Can I have Big Andy Kaz? <laughs> <laughs> There's an easy option here. Yeah, and I'm going to say it in a minute. Big Andy Kaz. I think if the name didn't come up, we would be a little bit, sh little bit, you know. Well, Dan's got his sneaky little England player list from the other to the show to work from. So I'm no, 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 no. I've got a, I've got a very recent one. There's two big ones. So Andy Carroll has nine. Hence the Wolf Nine link there. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Daniel, Eddie and Kessier. Oh well, that's not one of the two I was going to say. Came on the other day. Eddie and Kessier. Has a grand total of one. One cap. Yes. 
Now, we've mentioned one on the podcast before, but can you recall it? Daniel, it is your answer first, please. David Nugent. That is one. <laughs> I'm certain David Nugent has one cap. Yeah, one cap, one goal, I believe. David Nugent. Yeah, he stole... Did, who did he steal it off? He stole the goal off someone. He has got one uh, cap, Jermaine yeah. Defoe. He stole it off Jermaine Defoe. It, yeah. He has got one oh, cap. Woolly, give us a good one to go out on. I, I think I've actually got a one cap. I think you might Ooh. be. Ooh. I, I, I'm going to say Ivan Tony. Oh! So I think he played once and then obviously he had a slight betting discretion. Now it's done. You could have had Jay Bothroyd. Oh, of course. He I has think, got I one cap. Right Ivan, yeah, I was going to say. I think That's he's only got one cap. Because I remember him getting called up. It's too little too late. But Daniel has indeed won by eight caps. Well, well so basically, what, what's happened here is Andy Carroll's done you in, which is probably the natural <laughs> yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I can live with that. <laughs> Do you know what? Well played, though. That was, that was a really good quiz. I enjoyed that. I, I like enjoyed Nick, that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you said, yeah, when you said players you haven't played, I'm going like, right, I'm naming all the League 2 Englishmen I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Rio really Coca. Nearly did you I can't there. believe he didn't get I can't believe Rio Coca didn't get a cap when Villa were good under Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Did Marvin Sordell ever get a cap? Surely oh, no. Not. I think he, I think he played not. for the Great Britain at the Olympics, is what you're thinking of. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Oh my god, he did get a GB call up, didn't he? Oh, fair enough. Well well played though, fellas. Yeah, well played. It was man. a good battle. Came yeah, down well to played. the final man. Well played. And of course, it's Andy Cass letting everyone down. (laughs) Yeah, who else would it be? (laughs) John Joe Shelby. So basically, what we've learned today is Andy Carroll will do you in if you use him as a quiz answer. And if you were born at some point between 1970 and 1990, and you were a distinctly average English footballer playing in the top division, you were going to get an England call-up. Yeah, pretty much so. Excellent. And that was the latest episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at SWF underscore pod. Instagram is Streets Won't Forget podcast, and so is the TikTok. And if you've got anything you want to tell us, your favourite one-cap wonders for England, your favourite Bundesliga Streets Won't Forget players, you can email us. It is at thestreetswon'tforget at gmail.com. Boys, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure as always. Don't you dare say it, mate. You run. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! And just that he scored! Jorinho's done it! Jakubu making another glimpse of goal!